and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I am Nick Axelrod Welk, joined as always, and of course, by the ever charming, ever lovely, ever smiley Diamond Rose Creek Bomb. Yeah, that's what's so unfortunate about this audio medium is nobody sees how. Except for the Patreon. Except for the patrons. They know. Can I just make a disclaimer? I'm not feeling my best. Why? My eyes are red. I just like I'm having a low moment. You know, like how life is full of ups and downs and highs and lows. Mm-hmm. I'm riding a low. <laughs> I'm really tired. And like since Evie is in a real bed and she's free range, like we haven't slept well. Like I was How's in the your heart rate? most. I was in the most, I don't know, I was in the most beautiful part of slumber today, last night, whenever that was, and then you hear, Daddy! <laughs> and then you're like woken up from it. How does that not just crack you up every time? Her little, what is, does she have a little continental accent? <laughs> she has a little bit of like a rasp to her voice, which I like. But it does, I mean, it never actually makes us upset, but it's just like it stirs me from the deepest, darkest sleep I've ever had. And that's what I find just really tough on my physical well being. Can I tell you what you need to keep doing is the aura ring? Well, it's going to tell me, it's going to tell me what I already know. Yeah, but that's half the battle. Is like telling yourself, it's being validated. Something. Is being True. validated by an app. True, Speaking of, it's it's not great at real time heart rate monitoring, which I learned I need to stay in zone two if I want to um, serve body. No. Have you heard face card? The no, what's face that? Card? So the face card is when you have like a face, like when you're like. Have you heard the term? The face card does not decline. Her no. face card has never declined. That means like you have like face. Who but who who says these terms? So most recently it's been used in a my favorite. Am I allowed to call him a twink or is that only for who? other twinks? It depends. Troy who? Seven. Troy. Oh, yeah, you can call him a twink. He uses it in my favorite, one of my favorite top 40 pop songs at the moment, which is one of the girls. Have you seen it? Yeah, music video where he's in drag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes, face card, no cash, no credit. So that means I'm beautiful. I have a fa- face card. I don't need cash or credit. I'm so like I've so I am now working on the body part of that body card the face. The face I've been working on. I don't know if there's much improvement to make. Well, I was going to say there's not much you can do. Not much you can do unless you're going to go invasive, which I don't really feel like doing at the moment. Maybe one day I'll do a little lift. I have a friend who believes that you should never, you should not touch your face until you turn 50 and then you get a lower face. You get your lower face done and your eyes done. And then at 60, you get your upper face or something like that. Well, what are you what are you leaving behind if you get your lower, like you're doing your eyes and your lower face? What what's their forehead? I don't. 
I actually don't know, but your eyes, like, you know, it takes away, like, the bags and the, the droopiness. And then lower is, like, your neck, right? And your jawline? I think lower is not... Uh, maybe it does include your jawline. I don't know. But then I don't know what your upper does. But I know that like right that now the newest trends are not doing a full facelift like they used to do. Like doing sort of like pieces of facelifts. Like your lower, your upper. I have a I have a plastic surgeon friend. I mean, we haven't spoken since college. <laughs> but he was he was giving me the So you you've heard of a plastic surgeon? No, no, no. We were like we were we were um kikiing in the DMs and because we were talking about I won't put him on blast, but we were talking about a celeb, not his patient, okay. but he was showing me where she had a little work done. I was like, oh I see this. I see the scar. Like circled it like a little like football analyst. He was like right here, the X and the... <laughs> it was funny. Well I was gonna say you have to get a heart rate monitor, not an aura ring if you're gonna try to I know, but weight. I Oh really? One of the things that you wear around your chest. Yeah, because and then and you, you wear and you app. wear that all the time. It's like strapped around your no, chest no, no. all the time. No, but if you want to lose weight, you have to stay in zone two, heart rate. There's, I think, six zones in terms of heart rate that get progressively higher. And if you go higher than zone two, your body is not burning fat; it's burning something else. And you want your body, you want to stay in zone two, which is kind of like low impact cardio. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like for me, it's like walking up a like not even power walking. Not even like a quick paced walk and like not even like a high incline. I'm in zone too easy. So I don't know if that means I'm in good shape or bad shape. But And then you keep your little phone open and you track your heart rate and you want to stay in zone two. You don't want to go higher. You don't want to go lower. It's always like like that weight loss zone is always is always less strenuous than you think it should be. Like you think it should be like sprinting is what makes you lose weight, but it's not. It's like slowly walking. Yeah, and my dumbass was using my aura ring to dumbass. try heart rate heart rate. Hey, and it don't was... talk about my co-host like that. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not a dumbass, actually. That's you're one not, thing I'm not. Actually not <laughs> at all. <laughs> I could there's I could call you lots of things. I embody many I have many facets to my personality. One hundred percent. One hundred. A dumbass, I am not. Mm -mm. And yeah, you just keep your little heart rate thing open. You know what? You do sweat more in zone two than you do in the higher zones. And if, been, the, the key is doing it for like an hour, right? An hour. Yeah. But I've been. I was at the gym running, thinking I needed to do that to stay in zone two because my aura ring was telling me my heart rate was much lower than it was. And then I got my little band heart rate monitor. I jumped on that Equinox treadmill with the bounce to it. And I was power walking. And it turns out it's not. It was in zone two. <sighs> I need the girls at Equinox in New York to start wearing flip-flops in the common spaces, in the locker rooms. I just need you, everybody to start doing that. I'm so, I'm, I, it's disgusting frankly to see you guys walking around with no shoes on barefoot sauna steam room showers i mean there was there must be like an athlete's foot plantar wart pandemic in new york city that's so and disgusting. they're all they're all getting pedicures at your favorite places Oof. so wherever i i don't know i would just 
if you're if you live in New York, I would steer clear of any like public foot spaces right now because the girls are not wearing flip flops. Flip flops. I say flip flops. Speaking of, let's get into the. Sorry, do you have any personal stories? Because I thought that would be a good segue into something that you're working on this week, which is an investigation into. Oh, yes. Top stories. Latest word also from National Press Services in Washington, D.C. This is as breaking news as we've ever had. And by which I by breaking news, I mean, it's been news since 1974. And heartbreaking for us personally. Heartbreaking and breaking. Okay. So this was a tip. I was tipped off by a friend, not of the pod. I don't even think she knows I have a podcast named Kara Price. She is. Uh, she has Bell Trist, that book club with Emma Roberts. She is very smart and very funny, lives in New York. She posted a screenshot of a blind item that then I did a little bit more digging into. Mm. And it, it turns out to be true. So there's a conspiracy on TikTok of brewing that we've all never worn a pair of Uggs. What is? What do you mean? We all have Uggs. They're not Uggs. The only shoe that is an actual Ugg is sold from a single website in Australia called Uggs. Ugg since 1974.com.au. And the brand Ugg that we buy in America that acquired Ugg, but not the Australian brand Ugg, just I guess the trademark Ugg um, in 1995 has been making Ugg boots in countries that are not Australia. So we have as a people have never like we thought that we were buying like the original Ugg boots, right. That were like first for like, you know, Australians, you know, like the, just like the very basic boot. I know. And it turns out that we're not. So if you now go to Ugg since 1974, it's the original Australian made, Ugg boot. Same logo, which I don't understand. Um, but if you go to About Us, they have a lot of explaining about all of this. Ready? Did you know you cannot buy Australian-made Uggs outside of Australia under the name Ugg? Yes, there's a difference between Ugg and Ugg since 1974. Why? Ugg since 1974 is a third-generation Australian family-owned and operated family business. We have proudly been hand-making Uggs here in Australia since 1974. We love our craft. Our logos are similar. We both sell Uggs, but beyond that, that's the end of our similarities. We do not currently, nor have we ever had an affiliation or relationship with Ugg. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Ugg, like the American version of Ugg, is owned by a U.S. company called Decker's Outdoor Corporation and is publicly listed on the New York Stock Exchange. We manage, uh, meanwhile, Ugg Australian, Ugg since 1974. All of their boots are manufactured at a workshop on the Gold Coast of Queensland, Australia. Ugg, our Ugg, 
is manufacturing boots in countries such as China, Vietnam, and the Philippines. And it doesn't really explain how there are two. Yeah, I feel like they're they're leaving some crucial details out. Does that mean here's can we speculate now? Are we at that time? Yeah. Okay, so did they not register their trademark in the US market? And so somebody just Well, okay. Glad like, you ask. We're unable to expand under the UG name overseas because the trademark to the word UG is held in most countries by UG or Decker's Outdoor Corporation. Those our mother brand, fuckers. Yeah, our brand is only able to be used within Australia and New Zealand. And even within Australia, there are now lots of other UG brands not made here. We're working to preserve the notion that UG ought to be used as a generic word for a sheepskin boot made only oh. and entirely in Australia. Currently, this is not the case, as within Australia, anyone can sell an UGG boot regardless of where they were made. Then outside Australia, there is UGG, who maintains a trademark over the word UGG outside of Australia and New Zealand, despite its trademark in those countries being granted many years after UGGs were already being produced in Australia. Okay, I'm going to need... We need our Australian representatives to write into the pod, our readers, and let us know what the fuck is going on with trademark law in Australia. Well, it says it says if you have any other questions, you can contact us. So should we? <laughs> yeah, let's get to the bottom of this. I mean, I also bought a pair. And what I like, I, I mean, listen, TBD, but I'm very excited to see how and if they're different. I noticed like they have an ultra mini. Great. Yeah, they're called the same. Most they have the same style names and they're about the same price. Like an UGG an UGG since 1974 UGG is $149. The thing that's kind of laughable is that they are made to order. And so, okay, I'm going to order, you know, my ultra mini. I'm not seeing. Uh, they, I'm going to check out. Ready? I'm going to check out. And here's what it's going to tell me when my order is going to be delivered. Ready? Dispatch in March 2024. I guess good things come to those who wait. We're, exactly. What I'm not seeing on Uggs since 1974.com are tie-dye. I'm not seeing like the ribbed platforms that are seven inches high. But like it's the same font. There must have something must have happened. Something must have happened. If anyone knows what happened. Well, I'm telling like, I think it's a shady trademark issue because if you're starting a business, which you would know, Nick, like you want to register your trademark, not only where you plan to do business, but in other in foreign markets. And actually, there's something I think called the Paris Amendment or the Paris Agreement, where that has to do with trademark law that protects brands because there's so many fraudsters and people that make their whole make a living off of registering for trademarks for brands that exist in other markets in like china or the yeah. philippines so that's like squatters what's the, yeah exactly like people who exactly squat on website urls so common words like i don't lipstick.com like you can't buy because somebody bought that knowing it would be a valuable trademark or you would you even see it on instagram it, like usernames it used to be a big issue where people would register like major corporations like usernames you know fuji like my mom works for fuji fuji film the camera company 
I'm thinking like it's the only business over there called Fuji. No, mm -hmm. a, there's a million businesses over there called Fuji. It's a mountain. Yeah, and it's, yeah exactly. it's one of the most famous. <laughs> it's actually so, like, the most famous mountain. <laughs> one of the most, besides Everest, it's one of the most famous mountains like, in the world. Yeah, a major, major, like influential mountain. So would and, you consider? Would you consider? Like, I know that with Necessaire, when we were trademarking Necessaire, there was a concern that it was descriptive because it has a, you know, it it means several things, necessary? but like in, exactly. So like. You could argue in some ways. I don't think necessary like, is a marketing term. No, no, it's not about being marketing term. It's just whether the name is descriptive and can you like? I can't trademark the name like beauty essential. Yeah, or essential. But, but who uses necessary in terms of describing something? I don't. I actually don't agree that it's descriptive. So I'll go to bat for you in court. Thank you. Anyway, so like if anyone has any tips about like what happened, what what the fight, the 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 fight that ended it all between the Ugg sisters. If and anyone also, knows. Am I am I to assume based on that about us statement that the term Ugg is just like a colloquial term in that's, Australia? Well, that, well, that's what Ugg since 1974 is arguing. So it's not actually their brand name. It's just to them is a descriptive term. Okay, you know, I'm now on the American UG website and I'm saying what's our they're going I'm going to our story. Okay, so what's interesting is that UG our story begins in the 1970s with a surfer who broke convention and decided to live by his own authentic rules. After realizing life as an accountant was not for him, Brian Smith moved to California. Fake <laughs> and recognized a desire to create sheepskin footwear for the surfing community. With a this dream, a <laughs> Brian bravely pursued his passion, redefining his life and our culture forever. This is a this is fake. Brian Smith what? isn't real. Wait, I'm looking up his LinkedIn. <laughs> Wait, Nick, I'm gonna send you his LinkedIn. Just don't react. <laughs> Nobody Google this guy. Nick is clicking. He was born link. in Australia. I'm not falling oh, for it. Okay, okay. He's... With $500 of startup money, he founded UGG Imports to bring sheepskin footwear to America. I'm going to say something really controversial, and anyone who's close to me knows this. I got a real problem with those Australians coming over here to the U.S. and starting all their little small businesses. Not all Australians, but some are just not to be trusted. They're opening their little cafes. They're serving avocado toast like they came up with it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my Ultra Minis and I'm going to take them to, I'm going to Kid Rock them like he did with Bud Light. <laughs> like, shoot, shoot. <laughs> We're going to have, you know what we're going to have? We're going to have a meet, everybody meet me at Rockaway Beach this Saturday, 5 p.m. And we're going to burn, we're going to have a, a bonfire. We're going to burn the U.S. Uggs, and we're going to place all of our pre-orders for some Ugg 1975s. I, the weird thing is I don't think that – so he sold Ugg to Decker's Outdoor Corporation when sales reached $15 million. So he must not have sold it for that much money. I also say that because if you go to his website, Brian Smith Speaker – and his little icon is like an Ugg boot <laughs> next to the words Ugg founder Brian Smith. 
it's like all about booking him to speak and it's like 50% deposit is non-refundable and secure to date. <laughs> like, blah, 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 blah. Should we like, get him on the pod? Should we have him okay, defend himself? Okay, so to have him talk to you in Southern California, it's $10,000. If he's going out of California. Will he do it for the exposure? Well, he'll do a one-hour Zoom call for $500. Should we do it? I don't know and if we have really that kind of really fucking money. grill him? No, I'd be like half of our monthly Patreon. Okay, but do you know what I'm thinking is, do you know how in New York City there was Magnolia Bakery and then like the baker or like the one of the owners like from Magnolia, they like broke up. It was like a couple, they were partners, something. No. And then Billy's Bakery launched, which, okay. based, which was like the same thing, but just under a different name. And now there's both Billy's Bakery and Magnolia Bakery that are like from two separate warring bakers. Similarly with Ugg, I wonder if Brian Smith Here's what I think Brian Smith did. I think Brian Smith was like, oi, you know, or that's British. <laughs> he was like, I, these, these, you know, like our, these shoes are so great for like after you surf, they're so cozy. Like people in Southern California would love these. And it was like probably at a point where like Ugg was not really a brand. It probably was just more like Minnetonka moccasins kind of thing where like, they were just sort of like a look of a moccasin or like a look of a and so he but then he did kind of but how do they end up with the, the same idea. logo because obviously he like he like probably at that point was like oh can i import these and the ug since 1974 brand was probably like sure but then he probably bought the trademark in the US for it and then fucked ug since 1974 up i don't like this at all i really don't <sighs> And also, like, also, Brian Smith is such a funny name for the person who started He's not real. It's made up. Decker Corporation just, like, made this guy up. They paid an actor. They're, like, they're making him live his life as, like, a motivational speaker just as, like, a front. So there's a new there's a new UG on the website. It's called the EZ Does It, D-U-Z-Z-I-T. This is UG and, US? UG US. And it can only be described as, what was that? brand like they're like candies meets um sketchers sketchers meets what was like the one the flip-flop that had a platform that like was really big when we were Fit kids flop oh no. rocket dog rocket dog yeah yeah they're like a rocket dog shoe they just Easy keep on it. coming out with wackier and wackier oh things. the mule are you talking about the mule I, it's called the Easy Does It. There's an Easy Does It with mule laces? and there's an Easy Does It with laces. Yeah. Yeah. These are the like. Hit most crazy thing you've ever seen. Like I need to pour bleach in my eyes <laughs> after going to the US website. It's so good. We like, take back everything we've said about. They're, no, but they're just like always coming up with the craziest things. I know, but it's like, you know, the stuff isn't selling. So... I think it is. As my favorite podcast, um, what's it called? <laughs> Sexy Unique <laughs> Podcast <laughs> says it's going to end up on Trash Island. You know oh, what I mean? Do you think? You know what they mean? <gasps> oh, my God. There was a Sesame Street UGG collaboration. Didn't know about that one. Don't like that. Did I tell you about the craziest morning of my life when I, no. I was living in Greenpoint at the time? Don't recommend it. And I was taking little Layla for a walk, my dog. And 
it was very, it was early in the morning. I was, you know, in a, in this days between slumber and awakenedness. And I turned the corner and I see in the distance, I wasn't wearing my contacts, no glasses, a big, there was a crowd of people in a large yellow blur, like Mm -hmm. a few blocks down. And I'm like, what? And as I walk forward, things start taking shape and edges are defined and it's fucking big bird. It's big bird in the flesh, literally the big bird. And they're filming Sesame street. Is that crazy? That is, uh, I did. I thought they filmed it on like a fake set. I didn't know they no, filmed no, no, it no. like in a real city. They filmed. They were filming this part on a. Street was this like? Oh, Greenpoint. this was like the man on the street. The man on the street segment. I think it was a segment where Big Big Bird was buying like Big Bird on like the street peanuts like from. Yeah, he was like screaming at people and asking them to name a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. I think he was with like a street. I think the scene was like he was with a street vendor or something that was like selling peanuts. I don't know. But then I tried to take a photo. A bodyguard came up and put his hand in my face. And I was like, whoa, this Whoa. is not like this is not the Sesame Street I grew up with. And then there was like a nice producer sitting her in her little like chair. And, and they're like, like oh, oh, that's not the, se- the Sesame Street you grew up with is Sesame Street since 1974. Exactly. That is not affiliated with Sesame Street, which is a <laughs> trademark of the Jim Henson Corporation, Corporation. which is owned by NBC Deckers Universal, <laughs> <laughs> which is owned by Deckers International. <laughs> and now they have are they big bird like did they like skin big bird and like make uggs out of them yes probably are they no seriously are they like yellow feathered uggs the the answer is always question everything question everything what what could an ugg collaboration with sesame street look like if not for skinned versions of your oh favorite my God. characters I mean, that, that that would be the most genius <laughs> like, thing we're like blue like cookie monster blue <laughs> Yeah, Almo. Uh, no, it's just pictures of them on them. It's not as creative as they would have it. I'm so tired of not being hired to do weird shit like this. <laughs> it would, would be kill. so fun. I know. Are you going to get Rafi and Evie? Some of these are... Co- uh, they're, they're sold the out. I got to say. I they're sold know. out. Okay. Um, um, okay. Very quickly, a few other things because we said this was going to be a relatively shorter episode. Selena Gomez's Rare Beauty, from what I understood, like one of the number the number one makeup brand maybe in Sephora at some point recently, is launching body care. To and which we are shaking in our little <laughs> boots and <laughs> our little to, lungs. To which I say, welcome. And welcome. there's room for everyone. And of course, her body care line is themed around, you know, wellness and emotional health and it's called the find comfort body collection i need Um, her to launch a pair of shower sandals and i need mm -hmm. her and of course her body line is going to come with some gloves that you have to wear moisturizing gloves that prevent you from getting back on instagram when you said that you would take a break from social media (laughs) like that makes your like phone too slippery i'm excited that there's just it just means that all of us in the body care industry are going to have to up our games. You know what I mean? Good luck. Good I luck. welcome him. I welcome the competition. Tom Ford launched a new fragrance. He's such a rascal. This one's called Vanilla Sex. The worst name for sex. Vanilla. Right, so when I, I was in a sorority, when I was in a sorority, hey, we had code words for when girls were going through rush. 
you didn't want to like say nasty things about them, but you had code words that meant, you know, what you wanted to say. Careful. So, I'm not going to. So PV and I better not. Nick, you were around when I got the backlash for the sorority article. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And listen, you all were are complicit in this. So don't get mad at me. I learned it from you. So one of the terms was PV which stands for plain vanilla. And that's what you would call a girl that was just boring as fuck. Like she's really pretty. She comes from a good family, but she's PV. (laughs) Which kind of sounds like a venereal disease. I know. I was going to say, it feels like you need to sort of like take more probiotics or something. So for Tom Ford to call his fragrance vanilla sex, I'm like boring sex. Well, I think that's the joke. I think that's the sort of wink that Tom Ford is known for. I... One time, side note, got a sample of fucking fabulous, the fragrance that he is probably following up with this one. And it was the most disgust. I usually like Tom Ford fragrances. It was the most disgusting fragrance I've ever smelled. Did you know that at the airport in in Doha, they they block out the fucking <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, like, they call it, like, just fabulous or something. <laughs> Family fabulous. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, 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 we actually have a, I don't know if you know him, actually, but a friend of mine was one of the cop, heads of copy at Tom Ford Beauty for, like, five or six years and did, like, Lips and Boys and did, I believe he did fucking fabulous He's the genius with naming products and uh, shades, Bob Reyes. And but I don't, I don't. Vanilla sex is not something he would come up with. I just feel that in my core. I just don't feel like there's a wink to this one because I think so vanilla is a, a scent that does well across the board for him. I feel like it's mm-hmm. just a scent category he's trying to expand. So he was just like, "What's something edgy? Oh, vanilla sex." Not really. I don't think that it's like meant to be like funny. I don't well, know that he understands that vanilla. Is- I personally don't actually think vanilla is boring. I love vanilla. I have 12 vanilla beans. I love to my left. Oh my God. I love vanilla. I made my own. I bought an immersion blender last year and made my own vanilla extract using Everclear and vanilla beans and an immersion blender. Or not immersion blender, blender. sorry, sous vide machine. Oh, why? Because I thought you can just put the the vanilla beans. You can in vodka or something. You can do that, but like the actual better way to infuse the flavor of vanilla is to keep uh, to to put the beans in the alcohol solution in a Mm -hmm. jar, and then put that jar in a water bath at a certain temperature consistent temperature for like eight or 10 hours. And that actually yields a more rounded, fuller profile of vanilla. And quicker, I imagine. Much quicker than like like months. 24 months that I have to keep interesting. I got Balinese vanilla beans when I was just there. That's so funny because that's like, I think Balinese vanilla beans are the most prized, like the rarest. So I bought the vanilla beans online I think they're maybe Balinese. I forget which ones. And um and those are the ones that I made my vanilla with. I went to the I went to like a little like vanilla bean farm in Bali. And they also had the coffee that is from the excretions of 
those animals that are like kind of like ferrets or foxes or mm-hmm, like poop weasels. Yeah, I forget what it's called. I don't people... know. Well, I have it in there. I haven't cracked it open yet and like done the whole thing, but I've been on a tea kick lately. I think I talked about this last week. Experiment has been clearing up my acne yeah. and also Kate Young's charcoal pills. I feel like anyone anyway, who gets on a tea kick is going through something. I feel like chai when people give up is a caffeine, little different. So, when caffeine, people give up caffeine, have, I know, yeah, but like tea has barely any caffeine. A, yeah, but like mm, really. Black tea, green tea. No, you're wrong. Sorry. Herbal tea. Yes. I'm drinking. Know. I'm over here drinking really strong. What's it? Masala chai from mm-hmm, the tea store. Down mm-hmm. I buy the loose leaf. We have a true crime crime corner. We're going to try something new here on the pod and cover like a really crazy true crime story with a beauty twist. (laughs) Very specific criteria, but continue. So, and this is recent too. So it kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies because I feel like this wasn't really my crew in Austin, but I feel like I was definitely around these people and they, the story takes place in places that I patronized in Austin. So there is, as you know, a big health nerd community in Austin. And there is specific, there was this guy who was a big bicycle racer. He did like not dirt bike, but like open road bicycle racing, you know, wore the spandex, like Lance Armstrong style. Got it. And he was in this, a relationship and lived with this woman he was with a in a relationship with a woman who was a yoga instructor named Caitlin Armstrong, 36 years old. And yeah, she was just a yoga girly in Austin dating like a health fitness nerd. And he, meanwhile, had kind of started a flirtatious relationship with a beautiful, stunning gorgeous girly named Mo Wilson, who is an up-and-coming star in the cycling world. I mean, this woman is stunning. And it was clearly like behind Caitlin's back that they were talking. Got it. And I think and I think he kind of maybe misled Mo a little bit into thinking that Mo just seems like she really has her head on her shoulders. She would not want to be entrenched in the drama of a love triangle let's say so mo is down in austin for a race she has her bike she's staying at her friend's house i believe in the south congress in the neighborhood off of south congress and this guy is like let's go hang out he told his girlfriend caitlin that he was doing something else not hanging out with this girl she had her suspicions. So what does she do? She tracks him on the Strava app. I don't know anything about this app other than runners and bicyclists use it. And apparently you can see where your friends are. So it's kind of like sharing your location. Got it. So be careful out there with your apps, people, because crazy shit can happen. So Caitlin, his crazy fucking girlfriend, is tracking him on this app. And she's following them place to place. They go out to eat. And then they go to Barton Springs, which is like a. Public is he wearing? Is he wearing like a whoop? Is that how like the app is tracking his movements? I don't know if it's his phone. I don't know if his if it's his whoop. I don't know if it's his. I don't know what if it's his aura ring. 
somehow he is able to be tracked on Strava and Caitlin is like fucking creeping, following them around. He drops Mo back off at her friend's house in Austin. She's there alone. He rides off on his motorcycle. Caitlin, his crazy girlfriend, drives up to the house, knocks on the door. Mo answers. This is horrible, by the way. I kind of feel creepy. Like, I don't know how podcasters do, like, their whole careers, like, off of, like, making entertainment off of people's, like, horrible, like, life. Okay, continue, continue, continue. She kills her. She shoots her. Dead. What? Yes. The crazy. Just for, just for, like, cheating? Just for. This girl is, like, innocent. Come on. She's innocent. Because her boyfriend, like, took her on a little date. Which sounds, like, completely... It was, like, an after... It was, like, an early dinner, like, Barton Creek, go home by, like, 7 p.m. kind of date. Kills her. Then she takes her bike, steals her bike, and rides off, ditches the bike, the racing bike, and then gets in her SUV and drives off. She's caught on ring cameras, her SUV, like all signs are pointing to this woman. So they take her in for questioning. They take her boyfriend in for questioning. And I, they're, they know what's going. The police kind of you know, have her number. After she's taken in for questioning, she immediately goes and steals her sister's passport. Flies, hold I on, hold on. I thought she's in questioning. How can she do that? Because she wasn't arrested yet. They just took her in for questioning and they let her go. So there was like a little like sweet spot in there where she was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I just killed this person and I am. I, I'm on the run now. I'm like, I've made that. I've made my bed. I'm going to lay in it kind of a thing. Or I'm not going to lay in it. I'm going to get away from the bed. Side note, I could never kill someone. Never. I've had nightmares where I've accidentally killed people and me it's too. like ruined me I, for like And for a me month. it's always like I dr- I dr- I it was like a dr- I drive by or whatever. One time I ac- one time this happened to me and I I removed an air conditioner from my window and a brick was propping it up on the outside that it was there and it fell to the ground and it I still like to this day shudder at the thought of like if somebody was walking below I just I wouldn't be able to live with myself. What would you anyway, have done? So if somebody was, what would you have done? I would have immediately called the police. You would have? Or the ambulance. And if that person died, you would be charged with manslaughter. What What am, what am I going to do? Pretend know, it wasn't maybe, me? Maybe. Just close the window. Nick, I thought you were the one that couldn't ever... No, no, no. I mean, I just... I. Uh... Here's one thing you have to know about me. I'm not a dumbass, and I'm also like really into following the rules. I don't like breaking rules. Me too. It's true. Like I really, I don't like ruffling feathers. I don't ruffling feathers. Actually, maybe that's one of the things that brings us together because Casey always laughs that one of our first dates, like when we got our check, they didn't charge us for the bottle of sake that we had at the sushi restaurant, and I like told them. Oh, I'm okay with that. The fuck? That's not a rule. That's like human error that's a little gift from god you're weird i don't know so i'm with casey on that one so where were we so she steals her sister's passport flies to new york and then takes a plane out of new york to mexico i think i'm getting i I might get some details wrong but um, i feel like we're like now we're in austin we're in mexico like yeah this is worldwide she goes to mexico what does she do she gets a fucking nose job 
she gets lip filler. She gets a boleroplasty. Is that what it's called? Where you get she got the Lethero, whole she probably got yeah yeah. She got a lower. She did exactly what you were just talking about. She got her lower face done because in she, Mexico. In Mexico, she went to some random clinic in Mexico. I looked up the, actually the clinic and I was like, "This is bleak." Can you imagine? Like your life is over. You've fucked up. You've ruined everyone's lives and your own. And now you're having to go to like some random plastic surgery. But was she doing it to like change her appearance? Yes. She was like, is it Minority Report where he goes to like change his face? Mm, I don't know. To uh, to, like an underground. It was like very much that I imagine. I wasn't there. But she goes and she gets plastic surgery from this guy with her sister's passport. And then she fucks off to like a wellness retreat in Costa Rica with all these other like hippie wellness people. And she's trying, she's like begging the guy that owns the hostel to like pay her to teach yoga classes because she like needs the money. And then the police somehow track her down there. They extradited her to, back to the US and now she's in prison or she was in jail awaiting her trial. She fucking fakes an injury and runs away, escapes again. That's on us. And that now she's now she's in prison for the rest of her life. Um, oh, she oh, okay. We threw the book at her. Yeah. Oh, Texas doesn't like that. We don't like that at all. That is a creepy story. Isn't that creepy? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Put yourself in her shoes. Like getting like. Can you imagine your cortisol levels would be just like through the fucking roof? And then you're going in and you're getting plastic surgery from like a dog. Like, did she even? I, I don't even know, like, was she on real self checking the reviews or was she just like, where's the nearest plastic surgeon? Like, I think you're maybe desperate. It. Yeah. How in- Oof. Do- does that bring you back to when you were in Korea getting like the V-shape? <laughs> Small face. So my question, though, is, is she in the same jail that Elizabeth Holmes and Jen Shah? Are? No, that's a minimum security. Let's check. Where is Caitlin Armstrong in jail? Caitlin. Oh, I mean, like you can't a murderer can't be in a minimum security prison, I don't think. No, we have to protect Jen Shaw and Elizabeth Holmes at all costs. We can't put them in there with crazy murderers. No. Okay, I have to go, but this has been. I did. I mean, that's shocking. But anyway, the headline today is about the rules and don't fuck with the Decker. Don't kill. Don't fuck with the Decker Corp. Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jonathan Corman and edited by AJ Mosley. We are on patreon.com slash eyewitnessbeauty. Please sign up and you can see all of our video episodes on Patreon, only on Patreon, as well as monthly bonus episodes that we're doing. We're taking reader questions. Follow us on Instagram. If you have any tips on what happened with Brian Smith and the Deckers Corp and UGG, please send them to us. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Love you. Bye.